Hello, I am Chloe Cole and welcome back to Friends of St. Anthony's. It is a beautiful Tuesday afternoon and I am here with Sean Denise, our APRIM, to talk about all the things to do with confirmation and sacramental preparation. Hi Sean, how are you today? Hi Chloe, I'm really well. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for being here, it's a pleasure. Um, so during Mass on Sunday, a few of our students will be completing their confirmation and this is really exciting and I know that these students are thrilled to be involved. So in this episode, Sean will talk to us about what sacraments are, what they involved and why they are important to the church. But first, let's find out a bit more about Sean's role here at St Anthony's. APRIM, <laughs> that's a pretty fancy title. But what does it actually mean and require you to do? Many people think that um, my title is called Apron. So at (laughs) home my family will say, oh, here comes the apron. And I'm like, hang on a minute, guys, I'm the APRIM. (laughs) So APRIM stands for Assistant Principal Religious Identity and Mission. And we say APRIM. Um, So in all Catholic schools... The principal is the main religious leader and to acknowledge the commitments that the principal has on his or her time, the APRAM role was developed. So the APRAM works side by side with the principal to lead and support the community with all things connected to faith, religious education and our shared Catholic identity. But as we're a small school here at St Anthony's, everyone rolls up their sleeves and helps with a lot of different things. So I support and work with Mrs Cousins to make sure our school's running smoothly and heading in the right direction. Beautiful, thank you. That explains that very nicely and it kind of clears up um, all the different things that we might have been thinking beforehand. So we'll know, Chloe, if people yes. have been listening to this podcast because they'll start calling me the apron. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be funny. <laughs> so what are sacraments and why do we have them? Well, to understand sacraments, we need to know and believe that God loves us cares for us and wants to be our best friend. So when we see God in this way, sacraments take on a whole new meaning. So through the sacraments, Jesus, God's son, reaches out to touch us and show us the way to heaven. So in a nutshell, sacraments are the way that we deepen our relationship with God, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely makes sense. So can you tell us about the different sacraments that children get to do? Yeah. So there's three sacraments that children most often celebrate and they're known as the sacraments of initiation. So when you think about initiation, kids might know about getting initiated into scouts or girl guides or something. It's like a, I guess, um, a sign that you belong to something bigger than yourself. So the sacraments of initiation are baptism, confirmation and communion. And in each sacrament, the family supports and encourages the child to take these next steps to get to know God in a more profound and fulfilling way. So children also prepare for and participate in the sacrament of reconciliation, which is a sacrament of healing. Yeah. 
the the forgiveness and yeah, that's yeah apologizing. Right. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. So there's actually a fair few that they go through as as children, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah that's go. right. So over the years, um, children might um, show signs that they're ready to yep. engage in sacraments. And for children, it can be at different points in their lives. Yeah. Some children show signs that they're ready to undertake the sacraments of initiation by about eight or nine. Yep. And others maybe really. come to it a little bit later, later in life. Yeah. And there's no like set age that you have to do these. Like it could yeah. be any time in your life you can decide to yeah, that's right. go through them. In fact, Mr. Denise, um, my husband, um, was baptised as a... Um, Catholic as a baby yeah and he's always kind of been on the outskirts of the church never yeah. really fully involved but last I think it was maybe two years ago he underwent all of his sacraments of initiation wow. so he did reconciliation confirmation and first holy communion and for him that was a really significant event in his yeah. life and something that you know, he, he's 48, yeah. so he kind of came to things quite late in life. Yeah. Yeah, but it's beautiful. Whenever anybody's ready to celebrate the sacraments, it's a really amazing experience. Definitely, definitely. So what happens at these sacraments? So if we start with baptism, mm-hmm. um, that's where people, parents, bring their child to the church and ask for God's love and guidance. Mm-hmm. So usually happening early on in life um, and the child has water poured over their head as a sign of God's sustaining and purifying love. So father will um, lean the baby or the young person or even the adult over the baptismal font and tip the water saying, I baptise you in the name of the Father, and then he'll tip the water. Yep. The Son tip the water and the Holy Spirit tipping the water. Yeah. So as well as the water, there's also the sign of the cross that's drawn on the child's forehead with the oil of baptism, and that signifies that they're God's chosen of God's chosen people. Um, at baptism, children also have their godparents. Oh, yes. And the godparents commit to caring and praying for the child and guiding the child towards Christ for the duration of their life. Yeah. So baptism only occurs once in a person's life, no matter which Christian church, right. in which Christian church it, it, it occurs. So right. if someone was baptised Anglican yeah. and they wanted to complete their sacraments in the Catholic Church... Yeah. Their Anglican baptism would still count. Would still count. Right. I always had that question because myself, as a baby, I was baptized Lutheran, and yeah. I grew up quite outside of even the the Lutheran church. Um, mm. My grandma's quite very religious; she doesn't quite show it very often. Um, but I grew up not really knowing that mm. until quite late in life, and I always yeah. wondered whether that you'd have to start from completely stra- scratch or whether that would be counted. Yeah. And you know what, Chloe. Um, if, like, I, I often thought that I was baptised twice yeah. because as, a, as an infant, as a newborn, I had um, a critical medical condition yeah. and I had heart surgery, yeah. um, you know, in the minute that I was born. Yeah. And uh, I come from a deeply Catholic family and so my mum, before the operation, called the priest into oh, the hospital wow. and I was baptised there and then. Wow. And um, it was only recently when I was having a chat to Father Dean and said to him, you know, how did this work? Why was I baptised twice? Yeah. Because 
obviously when I when I recovered from that trauma, yeah. mum and dad took me along and we had the lovely ceremony, ceremony and so forth. And he said, well, the real baptism was the one that occurred in the hospital. Right. And your parish priest would have then supported my mum and dad to yeah. have the celebratory right. baptism. Yeah. So that clarified for me yeah. that actually it's one baptism yeah. and one baptism only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a belated party. Like yeah. Afterwards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So when children get to the age of reason, usually after the age of eight, they can participate in those initiation sacraments that we talked about earlier. So reconciliation is the first one, the sacrament of healing. So like you said before, Chloe, it's the sacrament of forgiveness. So it acknowledges that we all make mistakes and miss the mark with choices or actions throughout our life. And the sacrament of reconciliation is a chance to bring these mistakes before God and ask for God's healing love and forgiveness. So reconciliation happens one-on-one with the priest who acts in the name of God. So we confess our sins and the priest says some special prayers and blessings over us. And this process is called absolution. And that's when the Holy Spirit forgives us for our sins. So it reminds us of God's limitless forgiveness, no matter the degree of our errors. So we're given some penance in the form of prayers or actions, and we carry out our penance to help us restore and repair any broken relationships, thereby growing closer to God. And so you get to do reconciliation as often as you like. And many people like to attend reconciliation reconciliation once a week for their entire lives wow yeah so some of us feel called to reconciliation more often than others Um, and for some people it's uh, quite a liberating experience and other people find it quite daunting yeah yeah it'd be very scary to go in and say all the things that you've done wrong and then yeah and then yeah especially to someone that you're familiar with but maybe not as close with either That's right. Yeah. So when you go into the reconciliation room, you're faced with a choice. You can sit behind the screen. Right, so you don't see anyone, it's just you. You don't see anyone or you can sit face-to-face with the priest. Yeah. Um, And like you said, it can be quite – well, it puts you in a vulnerable position when you're confessing your sins to someone who you see around the morning tea table. Yeah. (laughs) So it's really – you know, it's up to that personal – your choice about how you want to proceed. Yeah. Um, lots of people do prefer to sit behind the screen. Yeah. And yeah. like your penance are things that you do afterwards. Yeah. Usually so are like prayers that you pray. That's yeah. right. So yeah. you might be asked to, to say three Our Fathers and two Hail Marys. Oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes the priest might say, uh, try to whatever it might be that relates to uh, the mistake that you yep. made, try to do this next time or something yeah. along those lines. And do they usually talk through the connection to why they're doing that with with the mistake or the, the sin that's been done? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'd love to give you some examples. Yeah. <laughs> not sure yeah. if, that might, if it's the appropriate place to share no that. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so confirmation is the next sacrament that children would undergo and uh, at confirmation we seal our love and commitment to God. So we promise to believe in God and to love God 
And to help us with this, we're gifted with the grace of the Holy Spirit who will help and guide us throughout our lives. And all we have to do is ask and pray. Um, and Chloe, you might remember last year that Archbishop Patrick came yeah. and did the sacraments with us. Yeah. And at that celebration, he great he um, kind of said that if there's only one prayer that you ever pray each day, make yeah. it come Holy Spirit. So oh. in doing that, calling the Holy Spirit True. forth to bring you those gifts of um, peace, love, joy, courage, yes. uh, faith, yep. all of those things that we need to lead a really rich and faithful life. Yeah, there you go. So one of the best things about confirmation is when we take on the name of a saint and our new name is our confirmation name. And by taking on this name of the saint, we're asking that saint to love us, guide us and pray for us throughout our lives. So all saints are inspiring models of faith because they always said yes to God throughout their lives. Yeah. So we can be sure that saints are in heaven with God because of this lifelong yes. So in a sense, you can think of saints as best mates with God. So if a saint prays for you, and in the Catholic tradition we'd say intercedes to God for you, yeah, it's like your prayer becomes supercharged. And so we can imagine that God's going to take uh, it yep. pretty seriously. seriously. Yeah. Yep. There you go. I've heard a lot about um, the, the saints, and I know that um, Mrs. Stevens from last year, she talked a lot about with me about her chosen saint and why she felt such a strong calling to there and mm. I had a few students who were doing the confirmation come up to me and say that they've already chosen their saint and how like how excited they are about it yeah yeah it's a really special lifelong relationship yeah um, and that's wonderful to hear that children want to share that with you yeah, it's definitely. really special um, father Peter says that interestingly saints actually choose us yes. rather than the other way, way around. around yeah so if you listen look open your heart to the spiritual world signs and actions um, things might start appearing that lead you to be drawn to a particular saint and in many cases the relationship between that person and the saint that begins at confirmation can be one that um, is revealed more fully as yep. your life unfolds yeah yeah and so at confirmation, I guess in essence, we're reaffirm, reaffirming the commitments that our family made for us at our baptism. Yeah. So like baptism, we're marked with oil on our foreheads and our sponsor, the particular support person, often the godparent from the baptism, yep. promises to love, care and guide the um, candidate throughout their lives. Oh, and so, Chloe, the last sacrament that kids would undergo is Holy Communion. Yes. Um, and so often people will think of Holy Communion as getting the bread. Yes. So <laughs> it's so much more than just having the bread. Yes. <laughs> so First Holy Communion is when we join together as a community and share in the body and blood of Christ through the consecrated bread and wine. Yeah. So as Catholics, we believe that the Eucharistic prayer, that's what the priest says over the bread and wine, yeah. is imbued with the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's at this point of consecration when the Holy Spirit changes the bread and wine 
into the living body and blood of Christ. And it's at this moment that we often hear the tinkling of the bells yes. at Mass. Yeah. So by sharing the body and blood of Christ with our community, we're actually becoming the body of Christ here on earth. So Holy Communion becomes like spiritual nourishment for the soul. Um, And unlike confirmation and baptism, we participate in Holy Communion as often as possible. Yeah. And for some people that can be every day. Yeah. Yep. Wow. (laughs) Taking it to a whole nother level. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's commitment. I love it. Yeah. So who can do their sacrament? So anyone and everyone can do their sacraments regardless of age. Mm -hmm. So if at any point or age in your life or the lives of family members um, you'd like to talk about celebrating the sacraments, please get in contact with Father Peter, Father Olic or us at school and we'd be really thrilled to help you um, get the process underway. Perfect. That's really good to know. Um, How do sacraments make a difference in people's lives? Um, Well, I guess you could say that they're like food for your soul. So they help to nourish and grow your faith and help you to develop a loving connection with God. So they're a way to deepen that friendship and relationship with God through um, ritual and prayer and knowing that there's spirituality and meaning behind those actions that bring you closer to God. Definitely. And I think that understanding is really important because often we do things and not really understand the point of them or why we do them. Yeah, it's really easy to go to Mass and just zone out when the priest is doing the Eucharistic prayer. Yeah, And I think it takes quite a long time to develop the understanding of, particularly for kids, little ones, of what, uh, an amazing event yeah. is actually taking place before you. And if you think about it, as Catholics, we really believe that's the true presence of Jesus. Mm. So getting that gift whenever you want it is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Describe what it's like watching students participate in their sacraments. Um. Well, one year I had the honour of passing the confirmation card to Father Je- Father Dean as he um, proclaimed the child's confirmation name and sealed each child with the gift of the Spirit. So that's where he puts the um, cross of oil yeah. on the child's head. Um, and I had that bird's eye view of 20 children getting confirmed wow. one by one. Um, and each one locked eyes with Father Dean as he extended his hands over them and said the sacred words. And it's really hard to describe this experience without saying things like energy or yeah. electricity or magic. But, yes. But that's what it really felt like. Um, and by the time all the children had been confirmed, I... I was crying like I had tears streaming down my face and by nature I'm not a crier it I I don't cry easily um 
and I certainly wouldn't want to cry in a public place in front of, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. 500 people. Um, but on this occasion, it was, it was like it was being moved by the yeah. Spirit. And it was a really beautiful, humbling and powerful moment all at the same time. And I guess you could think of it as a moment of grace that will stay with me always. Um, so... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing these 10 young people yes. complete their sacrament of confirmation on the 19th of June. A hundred percent. Yeah, I just, I can imagine it being really moving. Mm. I, could, I could imagine sitting there watching it and just being really touched about the whole process mm. and seeing their um, journeys then continue and grow even further yeah. through that. What I really love is that... Um, you get to see a side of kids that is often quite hidden at yep. school. And there's a lot of children that have got quite a spiritual side to their nature. And in the rough and tumble of, you know, playing footy on the yes. oval or <laughs> learning yeah. maths, that that side becomes almost invisible. Yeah. But and I think too, as like young children or like our side society too often feels like they have to hide that side of them mm. just because they've like not everyone's the same in that sense mm. and there are some people who are quite judgmental in those ta- like in those areas um but it is quite disappointing that they do like it does become invisible mm. and you only see them in those sides in certain areas yeah and they feel the need to hide that yeah i really feel for teenagers mm. of great yeah. faith and i think for them you've hit the nail on the head we're in such a secular world that to be faith filled yeah is actually countercultural. Yeah. And when you think about the Catholic tradition, there, there's, I mean, not going into any of the challenges, but yeah. there, there's so much in the news and the media. Yeah. And I know young people feel that it's their responsibility to justify their yeah. faith. Mm-hmm. And faith is so much more than the actions of human yeah. beings. And some, it's sometimes it's more than what you're able to explain, more than just pure evidence of this is why. Sometimes it's just yeah. how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Beautiful. So before we go, for any of our students who are interested in cleaning their sacraments, what should they do? Um, well, look out for um, an information evening that will yep. be held in term four yep and uh, we invite all families to come along to that so newsletter yep facebook seesaw there's Perfect. always messaging about information sessions regarding sacraments and you know at saint anthony's we offer sacramental preparation yes. every year so we're looking forward to um 2023 term one where we'll kick it off again with Perfect. a whole new batch of kids Wonderful. Exciting. Yeah, that's right. It really is um, something for all families to consider. A hundred percent. So if you would like to hear more episodes from Friends of St. Anthony's, be sure to subscribe to this channel and hit that little notification button to get automatic updates when a new episode is released. This podcast was produced by Chloe Cole for St. Anthony's and we thank you, Sean, for joining us here today and sharing your knowledge and passion for the sacraments. An absolute pleasure, Chloe. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Be sure to connect with St. Anthony's on Facebook and Instagram for photos, news and all the behind the scenes stuff. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye.